What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Dolphins fans, to another episode of On the Fin Side. We're here sitting down with Dolphins punter and one of the top punters of all time, Thomas Morstead, yet again. Thomas, welcome back to the show. We appreciate having you on. You're making the time today. Yeah, glad to be here, Paul. I uh, I know I said this to you already, but your your view beats mine. I'm telling you, with the uh, the ocean out behind you. Um, well, I listen. I, I whenever I, I if I would I would have retired if my wife had said it's time to be done. And uh, so when she she said, "Yeah, look, the kids want you to keep going, and you want to keep going. Let's do it." And, uh, wanted to make sure we you know, got a good spot for them when they're, when they're in town visiting so we can have some good times together. So. Absolutely, man. And uh, so I got to ask first and foremost, Dolphins got off to a really hot start. We're, we're number one in a lot of power rankings out there at three and O knocked off the Patriots Ravens and bills before uh, the injury bug hit. How is the general feeling in the locker room with everything going on right now? Um, you know, I would say, look, I think we've got, I know people kind of perceive us as a young team, but we've got a lot of veterans that have been around the block. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just, you can't get too high or too low, depending on how things are going. You just got to focus, you have to be process oriented and just focus on what you can control. And, uh, every week is, is continue to learn, continue to, uh, figure out how, you know, based ways to grow and pre- prepare better. And, and uh, really it's about looking yourself in the mirror, especially after losses and, you know, trying to figure out what you could have done better um, yeah. as an individual. And, uh, and hopefully if everybody's doing that, um, you know, the, the adversities that you experience early in the year or at any point of the year uh, can be um, kind of a, you know, if you have the right mindset, they can kind of turn into a long-term gain as far as getting things corrected and, and continuing to improve. So talking about corrections, something that actually is the hot button topic in the media. It's, it started with a, a feeling with the dolphins, um, which the dolphins have been exonerated from, which was something that I know we were all happy to see. 
the NFL implemented new concussion protocols this past weekend, and there was no more shining example of the reactive protocols as far as that goes than with Teddy Bridgewater on the first play of the game for you guys yeah. this weekend. Any thoughts on where the concussion protocol should lie? If it, I mean, from a general consensus amongst players, uh, I know it is a huge issue, um, one that's near and dear to everybody that's a big fan of football. But any thoughts on that? Yeah, look, um, you know, I'm not going to get too far down the rabbit hole in my opinion of what happened this weekend, but, um, you know, we're, we're certainly the team that's been under scrutiny for what happened with Tua and, um, you know, the new protocols, which I think are good, good changes, uh, were implemented this weekend. And, um, you know, look, I'm not the expert, so I don't get to make the decision of, of what was seen by, by the, the, you know, independent neurologist that says it doesn't matter how you do on your concussion testing, like you got up too slow or whatever the reasoning was. Um, I do think, uh, if you just look at it as an individual event, uh, it's tough to see how he got pulled out, in my opinion. But I don't, you know, I don't get to make that call. Coach doesn't get to make that call. The player doesn't get to make the call. And so it's just kind of a unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate for the team. It was unfortunate, really, for Teddy. He was going to get a chance to, you know, prepare all week and get the reps as the as the starter, and uh, you get knocked out first first play was. Uh, you know, just really unfortunate. I think everybody's hurting for him. Um, and so, you know, I think at the end of the day, the, the, what it takes to run this protocol is the person that's making the decision has to be, uh, you know, has to be convicted and kind of have some balls, um, regardless of which way they make the decision of, of just doing what they know is the right thing to do regardless of outside pressure, regardless of what happened before um, or what they fear could happen um, after it's just, you know, you just have to have somebody that's going to have conviction and, and do what they think medically is the right thing to do, regardless of any of the other outside noise and finding that person, especially in the short term, right after what happened, I think, you know, it, there, there has to be a piece of that that would be human nature for anybody. So um, all I know is, uh, you know, I don't know much about the specifics and I wouldn't share it regardless, but, um, yeah. you know, it just is what it is. And it was unfortunate for the team. Um, and um, that's all I got to say about it, I guess. No, and I, I appreciate the candidness on that. It, it, it's something that I know is a hot button issue right now. And speaking of hot button issues, I, I do want to put you on the spot with another one. Congratulations on the NFL removing the butt punt as an officially counted statistic for you this season. Cause I know you were on track for statistically your best season and that derailed you as far as the statistics go. So talk to me about the butt punt. I mean, I could ask 20 different, different questions on it, but, but talk to me about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, in the moment, unfortunate play. And I, and I think I just want to make sure you said that correctly. So, they actually came back and, and said they counted it against my stats. So it was in, oh, I in thought the, they corrected it. No, no, they well they corrected it in 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 the negative version. Uh, 
Well, I guess it depends how you think about it because, you know, on the one hand, it doesn't count as a blocked punt, uh, which, you know, I've kind of had this, not that it matters, but I kind of had this streak going of it's been uh, 11 years since my last blocked punt and only blocked punt. So that, that still stays kind of unblemished from there. Um, but yeah, they came back and corrected it as a, as a, uh, in the negative on my gross and that, which is just, you know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, my buddy, Pat McAfee was messaging me the other day. He said, who, who gives a shit about the stats? You know, as long as you're bombing and, and make it, making the plays you need to make, um, it is what it is. And he's absolutely right. Um, but yeah, it was an unfortunate play in the moment. And, uh, you know, it was a learning experience for, for everybody involved. And uh, I think we were very fortunate that the ball landed out of bounds at the back of the end zone. We still had a chance to, to go kind of, uh, you know, gain some field position after and, and try to make a difference, you know, because it was we needed every yard at the end of the game. Absolutely. Now, have you ever had anything like that happen before? No, like I said, I've only had one block before, and it was uh, against the Rams back in 2011. Um, I think it was first rounder. Robert Quinn was playing on the punt return team, and you know, guy gets drafted to get on the edge of guys, and and uh, was singled against the safety that we had named John Amaya. It was just tough sledding for him, and um, they weren't even in a block; they were in six box with our eight, and it was just uh, kind of a fluky deal that happened. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty wild uh, series of events. So um, hopefully, we don't have to have that happen again. No, and I, I did see that Charmin reached out to uh, Sherfield to send him a DM and, and say, let's talk. So good on him. Yeah, he was, at, he was out there on the social media landscape, uh, you know, I guess uh, striking while the iron was hot on, on uh, a few opportunities. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I think it's a little easier as long as you learn from things. It's, it's a little easier to kind of poke fun at yourself when uh, the team ends up getting a win. And, and, um, and so, yeah, I mean, certainly it's, it's not like you can hide from the fact that it happened. So, um, you know, some people cry, some people laugh, some people get mad. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was just, I think everybody was just glad we got the win. And it was obviously a huge win for us against the Bills. And then looking at your stats, I mean, we're five games into the year. You've already got seven punts inside the 20 for the, for the season. And, it looks like you're on pace to potentially have a career high as far as punts landing inside the 20 to go with uh, butt punt aside, one of your best averages of your career, man, how do you do it after this many years? That's, that's just, <laughs> how do you like, I'm, I'm well, throwing that one to you. Um, look, I feel like I'm, you know, I got hurt a few years ago and had a tumultuous kind of getting back on track and it just, you know, sometimes when you're, you know, it's kind of like somebody having a career change uh, in, in the middle of their life. And it's the injury kind of it dictated that I needed to try something new and start training a little differently. And I, and I still have some core things that I've stayed with, but um, I kind of jumped off the ledge with doing some different stuff. And, um, and uh, it's really paid a lot of dividends. And just like anything in life, um, uh, implementing that plan now over the past year and a half, and the just discipline consistency with it is it's not like I've taken huge strides. It's just baby steps every day um, to improvement. And it's been really gratifying to 
uh, get back to where I'm at physically and feeling like, you know, I can compete with anybody on game day. So, um, you know, it's exciting. And, and most importantly, it's just, it's just fun to like be in moments where the team needs you and you got to bring it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, that's, it's just exciting to, to have the confidence where, you know, you can get it done. Um, so I'm enjoying it for sure. Good. And, and, and you mentioned Pat McAfee. So I've got to bring this up here. Because I, I know some of the highlights of watching him play were him flying down the field making a tackle after a kick. You are also currently on pace potentially to have a career high in tackles as here <laughs> at one after five games. <laughs> I hope that doesn't change the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> if I'm making tackles, it is not good. Um, I don't. I don't think I've had a registered tackle because I don't kick off anymore. I mean, that was on the punt after safety, but. Um, I don't think I've had a registered tackle since like 2017 or so. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll go another five years without another tackle. Actually, it is 2016 was the last time you had a registered tackle. Yeah, that's good. So, that means that means we're, you know, that means hopefully we're putting the ball in the corner with good hang time and the team's covering well. Um, if I'm not having any opportunities, so that's that's a great thing. <laughs> I'm with you on that, man. It's we want to yeah. see you stay healthy and and bombing the ball the rest of the way um now coming up do you i know you're you're like a machine you you mechanically try to do the same things every time with a few break points being an, a, uh, an engineer and looking at things do you ever change up your approach when it comes to the return man i know you've got jalen rieger who's doing okay for the vikings um coming up this weekend but is there any returner out there that you, you kind of prepare differently for? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, look, I think there's definitely different points of emphasis every week. Um on uh you know not only how you'd like to play the guy but like what what can't you do like what's going to get you beat and so those are different every week and it's not just a returner it's a could be get a lot of return looks or you get a lot of pressure looks and that could change your mechanics and your awareness of how quickly you need to get the ball off they're all they're all micro like little things but but yeah i mean um there's a balance to it though Right. Um, at the end of the day, I always like to kind of say like, Hey, we get paid too, you know? And, um, and I know that if Blake is at his best and I'm at my best, um, the play can be over before it starts. Yep. And so I like to try to think about that as far as my confidence level and what I'm trying to do, um, you know, instead of thinking, you know, don't hit it in the water, right? When you're golfing, like I'm going to try to hit it right over there. Um, 
and, and so think about what you do want to do and not what you don't. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's little, little nuances, little things that you do differently. Some guys are, you know, uh, have really top end speed. Some guys are really quick out of the catch. Um, some guys like to go east west before they go north south. Some guys go north south before east west. So all those things are things you look at and uh, you try to prepare for and give yourself the best chance. Um, but again, going back, I kind of just you know once the ball leaves my foot, uh, the wind, whatever else could be out there, it's kind of like you just have to re- you got to kind of release the pressure on yourself as far as some of those things go, and you just control what you can control. So it's funny listening to you phrase that and, and knowing a lot of the viewers for our channel. Um, I know a lot of us out there and, and, and you're a father yourself have kids involved in youth sports and in particular in football and listening to you talk about controlling the things you can control and, you know, doing things the right way and just doing basically you made me think of something an old coach said to me about, you know, just go out and play your game. Um, and, and that's a little bit of, what I got uh, as a feel there from what you were saying, what advice would you have for, you know, and this is a little bit selfish as, as a guy that coaches the little guys, but what advice would you have out there for some of these young kids playing as far as how to be better, how to do better, how to be consistent and thing and things along those lines. I'll, I'll stop loading the question there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look, I think we can all agree that sports are the, like one of the best things kids can do. You learn so much, so many valuable life lessons. Um, I think one area that um, I personally think is, is lacking is I don't think there's a ton of creativity in sports uh, because everything starts so early and there's so much structure to everything. And um you don't, you don't see a lot of like outliers with techniques and forms now, um, whether, especially a lot of like, you know, any sort of specialist, it could be a pitcher or uh, it could be a kicker, punter, it could be quarterback, how a guy throws, uh, you know, but like some of the things have become so structured. And I think if, if you really want your kid to like excel, you got to just let them play, like let them have fun, let them play. And if your kid develops a love for the game or the sport that they're playing, they will learn all of those lessons on that journey because they're going to persist because they love it. And uh, I really am grateful to my dad. He was a pro cyclist and he never once pushed me into cycling. I'm sure he would have loved if I would have, you know, taken that up with him. And I, I did here and there little bits of time, but I always kind of went back to my sports that I loved. and. Uh, and, and he really just allowed me to develop the love for the sports that I loved and supported me in that. And then, um, and I, and I think it's, I think you don't see that as much probably it's, it doesn't feel as pure. And, uh, so I just, you know, I was uh, joking about like my kids are playing soccer and, you know, uh, we've got great coach for the team and they do a really nice job, um, and one of the things I love is that they let the kids just play for a good chunk of practice. Just let them be, let them, let them play the game. You don't have to structure and organize everything. Just let them play, let them learn. And that's, that's how you learn the best when there's no, uh, it's like painting or, or doing some art, 
you know, just, just go out and, you know, and see how you develop. And, uh, and I think that's hard because when you want to control your kid's direction, not to help them with good intentions, you want to control that. But sometimes when you have that grip real tight, um, it's hard to just let them just be. And, uh, I know that's a balance for every parent in a lot of areas, but, uh, just let them have fun. Let, let them learn to love the game. And once they learn to love the game, then, then you can start hammering down really aggressively on, on how to get better because they'll be asking, you won't be telling them. Yeah, no, it's, I, I and I, I love that answer as, as somebody that works with a lot of, a lot of kids and things like that. You see far too many parents these days, and it's not for me to judge that, you know, I have a six-year-old that's playing one single sport year round and the days they don't have practice, they're training for that sport. Cause they're, they're, you know, it's, it's mind blowing to me. <laughs> so the fact that you mentioned fun is awesome in my opinion. So, yeah. And look, my, my kids are starting to get a little bit of pressure about, you know, getting singular with sports and, <clears throat> and I don't know, we'll see the proof will be in the pudding, but. I'm, I am avoiding uh, full-time year-round stuff as long as I possibly can. Tell my kids get mad at me, saying, Dad, why won't you let me do this? Um, I'm going to hold off on that as long as possible and, and uh, just make sure they're getting to experience different teams, different sports, different times of the year, and keep things fresh. And at some point, hopefully, they'll be passionate about something enough, whether it's sports or anything else, to you know, be telling me what they want to do. Well, it's, it's you're you're, uh, you're 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 kind of in the same boat as me. Although I've actually barred my kid from from year round sport, like once. There you go. It's it's now you need to experience life and and try to have some fun doing it. So yeah, you know, avoid it as long as you can, man. Avoid it. I'm as trying. Long as you can. I'm trying. <laughs> um, now speaking of sports and teachers and fun you have a very unique head coach and head and coaching staff. And I know he's had to come under some scrutiny. We talked about it a little bit when you first signed with the team, give us a look into Mike McDaniel and the coaching staff um, here five weeks into his first NFL season. Um, you got anything more specific than that? Um, I know you've been around the NFL for a little while here. We'll go with and, I know you've been through a few coaching staffs and, and things of that nature. So I'm curious, just it's, we see a lot of Mike McDaniel. He seems like a fun guy. seems like a guy that, you know, players would love to play for. Um, but I'm curious about the experience of playing for him now that, now that we've hit the regular season and the, the stresses of the NFL season are, are, are there. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes fun gets thrown out as a, I mean, it's fun can get thrown out when you're winning as like, wow, this is the best. And sometimes when you say a coach is, seems to be fun, if you if you got a few losses on it, you could be like, oh, is it too loose? And that's the energy I think people get that I feel when people ask about that. And um, look, I think what's most important, he's authentic. He's himself. Um, I think he is very, I think he's got a balanced approach, right? He's not a guy that's just going to dog cuss somebody and never give encouragement. And he's also not the guy that's only full of positive and going to never coach you up or get onto you. And so, you know, he's just, I just think the best word I'd say is fair. Um, He's fair. He um, holds everybody accountable in front of the team, good, bad, and ugly. And we all get to see that. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice thing because it's, um, you know, nobody's, uh, nobody's immune to uh, coaching. And, uh, and I think that goes for everybody in the building, not just players, you know, coaches and all that. And that's the vibe I get. Um, and that's exciting. You know, everybody's in the same boat together. Um, and, you know, I haven't noticed anything different about him, whether we've won or lost. I think, I think he's almost robot-like in his process-oriented nature. And I think he's very deliberate about how process-oriented he is. And I think he's very deliberate about just constantly being, okay, how can we get better? How can we learn? How can we progress? Because, um, you know, we're, we're all the teams in the NFL are really just in a race to, to get better. They're just racing each other, right? Some boats are at the front, some are at the back, at least record wise. But, you know, sometimes teams put things together at different times and everything all of a sudden clicks late. You just never know. Yeah. But all I know is you got to keep, you got to kind of keep pounding the rock uh, day in, day out, week in, week out to give yourself a chance at the end. And um, I think we've been very process oriented and um, hopefully we can continue to grow. Now, one thing I've heard about Mike McDaniel and his coaching style is he always finds unique approaches to things, like whether it's, uh, I forget the name of the wide receiver off the top of my head, but where they were talking about getting off a jam and he brought up the way, and it's funny because you mentioned the the two mechanical, not creative enough. Um, and it was mentioned that Mike had worked with him and this is at a previous stop um, on the ways to get off a press. And this is just an example, but took basically the way that, he had always learned as even as an NFL player, I think he was like an eight year vet at the time and threw it on its head and said, here's the way we're going to do it now. And I think he used some footage from 
you know, everything from a crossover move from basketball with AI to um, you name it. And basically said, you do this and, and they will stop, they will never press you again the rest of the game. And I've heard there's a lot of examples of that, that he's worked with various players. Have you seen any examples of that or am I just barking up the wrong tree? On this well, one? well, I haven't, I haven't personally seen anything specific for offensive guys. I mean, a little bit in front of team meetings, but uh, yeah, I would say, I would say he's not, he's not stuck in a box. Let's put it that way. He's not doing things because this is the way it's always been done. Um, and that's honestly why he probably has the opportunity he has right now as head coach is because he um, is, is not afraid to try something different or, or to think that this analogy from this other sport may work better than something that he's, that's, that's always been the way that it's been taught. Um, and I think that's, uh, I think it's awesome. And I think it's, um, it's refreshing and, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody that's been around him would probably agree. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not stuck in some, you know, he's not in the middle of the bell curve on everything, you know, he's, uh, um, he's not afraid to try something new or, or to, to continue to explore it. In fact, I feel like that's part of his way of living is that he's going to continue to unearth new things and, and, and continue. It's part of growing. It's just expanding. And, and uh, I think that's almost feels like a, like a, a life value of his uh, from what I can tell. So on a lighter note, um, there are always fun stories that come out uh, and I don't want you to get yourself in trouble or anybody in trouble, but do you have any fun stories from either the preseason or the regular season thus far, just, just around the facility with the team, uh, you name it? Um, yeah, I don't know what I would, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I have anything, you know, outstanding. I mean, we, we, look, we certainly spend, I mean, we spend more time with each other than we do with our families during the season. So, um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of good banter that goes on in the locker room. And you talk to any retired player. That's one of the first things they talk about that they miss is the locker room. And I think the reason for that is it's probably the least PC environment that still exists in the workforce today, or at least in the U S and it's just a wonderful place because guys can kind of be free <coughs> and, um, and it's just, uh, it's, there's it, no place like it. And, uh, and also what's great about it is, is it's, it's, it's as close to a legit meritocracy as there is, yeah. right? It doesn't matter about anything that we get divided about these days. It's like, if you can help us win, you will be accepted. If you're authentic and you can help us win, you will be part of the team. You'll be loved. And uh, that's, what's so great about it. It's like, I don't know, it's kind of, there's a pureness to it that is rel relative to, um, you know, any other job environment. There's nothing like it. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons uh, you just, everybody that I know that's retired talks about, it. it's just, it's just a great time. It's a great, it's a great place to be, but it's also, it's even better when you, when, when you can smell opportunity, like I feel like we are smelling um, or have been. And, um, you know, we just got to, it's a team. We just got to hunker down a little bit. You know, first little bit of adversity here as a team. And, 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting opportunity for sure for all of us. So last question for you, and this is just a bit of a fun one. And I, I think I missed you with this one last time. So it's something we've asked of a lot of guests in the past. Um, now you pull into the dolphins facility and all your teammates are out in the parking lot and you've got a Spotify or Apple playlists, you name it playing. What is the song that you absolutely love that is on one of your playlists that you really would get embarrassed if it popped up right in that moment as you pulled in the parking lot as your teammates are standing around listening? Um, so I'm a big piano guy, and, 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 and I'll preface this with I really wouldn't be embarrassed um, at all, um, but I do have some unique taste in music. Um, there's a, uh, uh, a the artist is Ludovico Einaudi. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but anyways, I'm sure you've heard the music. Uh, this song is called Experience, um, but I, I love listening to piano. Anything that's got a kind of a soulful feel to it, it doesn't necessarily have to be piano. It could be any, it could be rap, it could be country, it could be anything. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've kind of got a pretty broad range of stuff that I could listen to, but um, piano, no, no words, just music. And uh, I could listen to it all day. So I, I kind of dig that answer to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's a unique one. And, and that's part of the fun of this question is we've gotten a lot of very unique answers through the years, uh, including, yeah. I think John offered all sang the dolphins fight song about three times in a row after I asked. There you go. So it was, that was very interesting. Yeah. Well, I think most guys, when they're getting ready to go hit or play football, a lot of guys, you know, they're trying to get psyched up for it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stimulus with some of those songs. And uh, I'm kind of opposite. I, I'm always kind of uh, the, the anxiety. Don't think of that as a negative term, but like the mm-hmm. getting ready to go perform and the, the, the nerves that come along with that. I am, I am, that's, that's such a high burn for me on, on just energy. And so I, I am, I'm on the opposite side. I'm trying to have, I'm trying to mellow out and just save as much juice as I can. Cause then once I get to the field for the four hours of game day, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sitting on the edge of tilt the whole game. Yep. This is different for me. I don't get to like, I don't get to go out for a six or seven play drive and just gas my energy out. Um, I'm more like uh, just sitting on the edge of a cliff, like with somebody just pulling me back, waiting for waiting to let me go. But I'm, I may do that for an hour straight. So it's Yo. a totally, totally different uh, sort of energy that's burning. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about mellowing out for the game. I was gonna say that Zen out music, basically the uh, yeah. Phil Jackson mantras. I think there you go, there you go. So yeah. I, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So anything that you want to plug before we wrap up here? No, I, all I can say is, um, you know, I'm, I appreciate all the support from fans everywhere. Uh, we we certainly felt it. Um, I don't know what it was like before I got here, but the energy has been great at the stadium and, um, and, uh, you know, it's, we, we, we can feel it. We can feel the energy and it's just exciting to be a part of it. And uh, on an individual level, I, I appreciate all of, you know, I've just felt very, you know, I felt like a lot of good energy from fans. Um, um, 
that are happy to have me. And, and, it, and it feels, it feels good um, to be appreciated uh, regardless of your role in the team. And so I just want to say thank you to everybody for that. And um, glad I can come on the show again. Well, we're glad to have you in this, this, this is a team where just going hailing back to the days of Reggie Roby, Dolphins fans tend to appreciate the punter position more than a lot of folks do. Uh, so. Well, I tell you, it's an honor to be wearing number four. Uh, it's very, very cool that um, that they let me wear that number. Um, I know that was Reggie's number, so I don't take that lightly. Yeah, well, we appreciate having you back. And, and guys, make sure you follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, you name it. We're out on the fan side of network. And if it's not on the right side, it's not on the left side. It is on the fin side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.